Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the WCHL podcast, episode number 407. This is your trusty leader and the smarter of the two cohorts on the show today, Andrew Machekirth. And don't be too disappointed. I do have my good buddy, Mr. Christopher Perry, is waiting in the wings. Say hello there. Hello there. Thank you. For... <laughs> I, I like that introduction. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh... We got a lot to talk have, about, Andrew. We have lots and lots to talk about. We had uh, some good games this past weekend, some eventful games this past weekend. They, uh, we have some big news in the WCHL to discuss. And I think we have a decent set of games coming up this weekend looking forward to to talk about. So let's hear those, uh, let's hear those guitars that you like to talk about, and then we'll get this party started. Andrew, yeah, we have, uh, this was kind of a light weekend when it comes to games. We had uh, four teams were off this weekend. Colorado, Oklahoma, Arizona, and Missouri State. All yep. four teams won the weekend because they did not get to play. That's right. Smart. They were in the library studying. I know those Oklahoma guys were not down in Dallas. Yeah, right. I know the Arizona guys were tied up at the uh, library. They were not hanging out uh, uh, at the football game, the late night football game. So, um, yeah. yeah, I know that Colorado was, they, they weren't, you know, hanging and throwing snowballs at one another there in Boulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. They, uh, yep. So how about that? So what was it, Friday? This is off topic. I think it was, it was either Thursday or Friday. I saw a report that Denver went from like 83 degrees to 19 degrees in like a span of like 18 hours or something like that. It was something just astonishing how fast it dropped on temperature wise up there. In October. In yes. October. Yeah. That's, I was talking to my little Ram um, uh, in, cause she's in Fort Collins and um, she, uh, you know, was telling us that there, there was going to be snow overnight. And I said, well, when you, you know, wake up in the morning, send us a picture. She goes, ah, no, there's nothing, <laughs> yeah. anything. The, the ground is too warm. There's nothing to, nothing to see. Yeah. Yeah. So when I wake up, sure enough, sitting on my telephone. There's, there's your picture pictures. of snow. Yep. A couple inches of snow on the ground up there in the yeah. fort. And I know they yeah. got a little bit more up in the hills, uh, in, the, in the foothills of the mountains. So, yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's astonishing. And then I was like, sorry, boys, as I was pulling into the golf course to go hit golf balls. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, they, they don't have that problem out of the Arizona State. That is right. They were probably hitting golf balls with me, right? That's They probably were. <laughs> um, they have uh, this weekend, it was uh, Grand Canyon, uh, just went right down the road to uh, Oceanside Ice, right there off of McClintock. And um, so they visited their future WCHL rival, uh, Arizona State. But right now, that's a non-conference game. And Arizona State ended up winning both of those games, uh, 7-4 on uh, Friday night and 4-3 to three in overtime on Saturday night. Andrew, did you get a chance to watch either of those games? You know what? I did not watch those games on Friday night. I was, I was watching another game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Well, but- all I know is that um, Bronson Moore was in net on uh, Friday night, and I think it was Everett Yasinski was in net on the uh, Saturday four to three overtime win. Yeah, how about how about they had a, so Arizona State had a couple kids go off Andrew Husted and what is it Zach Kowalchuk I believe. And yeah. Pardon, pardon me if it's not Zach, but I think that's what runs in my mind. Two goals and two assists for each of those guys, so four point uh-huh. nights. So yeah, so decent little night for those guys. Yeah, they ASU was running Grand Canyon out of the building on Friday night, and uh, they let their took their foot off the gas. Grand Canyon scored a couple of late goals to make the score a little bit closer than it really was, but uh, ASU really just laid the wood to them on. Um, yeah, they got up. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they got three to one on them, and then uh, actually, actually, Grand Canyon was up three to one, right? No, no, then, no. You're talking about the next night on Saturday. Yeah, right? yeah. On Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Friday night it was ASU was up big and it should yeah, have been should have been yeah, bigger. Six two and then seven two and then yeah, came back on them. So Yep. 
But you're right. The next night, Grand Canyon got out to a big lead, uh, three to one, but could not hold it. Uh, ASU ties the game up in the third period. And just when I'm scratching out on my paper, getting ready for a shootout, here we go. ASU comes oh. into the net. It was little number 11, Pluard, I believe. I, I believe he was a star of the week last week for us, wasn't he? Well, boy, look at you. No, Nostradamus. Yeah. The prognosticator. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. I am, I am clicking on all cylinders right now. <laughs> <laughs> so ASU comes away with uh, two W's on the, on the weekend against Grand Canyon and uh, very nice. Then we had two games, um, in, uh, non-conference games close to home up in Edmond. Uh, the Fighting Illini from Illinois came down and played Central Oklahoma, the Broncos. And those were two interesting games. Uh, five to four win in overtime for UCO on Friday night and a six to four loss that was an empty netter um, or with an empty netter on Saturday. Andrew, did you get a chance to see either of those two games? I watched the last half of both of these games, both on Friday and Saturday. Oh, yeah. Tell us all about it. Uh, you know what? I uh, and my UCO guys up there are probably gonna lynch me when I walk in, but I thought uh, I thought Illinois was just a step better than UCO was. Yeah. On both nights, they, uh, you know, when I I caught the whole last half of the second period and then through the third and overtime, and what I saw was kind of kind of a little bit of what we had talked about in in the recent past was. Uh, UCO focusing a little bit more on the officiating and, and the stuff that they can't really control, per se, and instead of playing their game and playing up to the standards that we know they can. And that's what kind of what I saw a little bit. And but you know what? Give the devil his dues, right? They were they were down in this one three to one and they fought their way back. And like you said, the Illinois defenseman, if I'm not mistaken, coughed it up on the blue line in overtime and coughed it up to the wrong guy in Vitaly Mikhailov. And he skated down the ice and buried the goal and took it to the locker room. It was How a, about that? It was a pretty goal. Again, I was getting ready to scratch out a shootout because I was convinced it was going there. I think it was like with a minute left to go, just over a minute left to go in, in overtime. And Mikhailov gets a step on that defenseman. Skates around him from right to left and uh, pops it in the net past the Illinois yep. goaltender. And the celebration was on. UCO fought back, um, like you said, Andrew, from a, a decent little deficit. Yeah, they were down three to one in the third. Tied, or in the first, I mean, sorry about that. Yep, tied it up in the third period and won the damn game in, uh, in overtime. So good for them. Yeah. You know, I thought kind of in the third, I thought they were kind of down and out. And then, you know, they got that, that tying goal and then they kind of – Kind of turned it on a little bit, so. Well, the next night, uh, they must have went out and partied and celebrated a little bit too hard because the next night, boy, the first period was just ugly. Um, you blink, and they're down 5 to nothing uh, in the first period. They scored a goal late in the first to make it 5-1 uh, to one, Illinois after uh, 20 minutes of play, but give, uh, give UCO credit. They fought back. They scored two more goals in the second, a, a goal in the third to make it Five to four, they pulled the goaltender to try to tie the score up and repeat the magic from the night before. But it was not to be. Illinois scored an empty netter with three seconds left to walk away with a six yeah. to four win and to split the weekend. Um, uh, you know, you said Andrew that you were impressed with Illinois. You thought they got the better of the. Um, they 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 ran the better of the play, it, and that might be for you know at the start of the game, at the start of both games. But I thought that UCO kind of. Uh, had the better of uh, run of play towards the towards the end of both games, yeah. the last forty minutes maybe of both games, and um, they made it pay off on Friday night. And they just, uh, you know, I think had there been they another another minute or two on the clock, they would have tied it up. But you know, we only play sixty minutes, not sixty one. So that's right, that's right. But you know, I thought you know that Mikhailov kid, you know, he shows up again on Saturday, another two assist game. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. the the thing that did yeah. impress me about Illinois was they don't take a lot of penalties. They play a fairly clean game, and I think that's just because they they're do. not they don't have a lot of talent. They're just Midwestern boys I, that play a system and they move the puck well. But uh, and I and I didn't I didn't see it, but I, on the on the broadcast Friday night, I believe it was. I guess right in front of the camera in the UCO end, the UCO kid lost his stick and the two announcers on the broadcast just lose their mind because they said the Illinois kid picks up the UCO kid stick 
and hits it over his knee like six times trying to break the kid's stick in half before he throws it back down. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see it because um, the way the camera tan, panned away. But, yeah, the announcers, the UCO announcers are just losing their minds because they're saying, oh, I've never seen that in my life. <laughs> kid picks his stick up off the ice, and he's trying to break it right there. You know how Heavens. I, I, yeah, how's the first the replay? Where's the replay? <laughs> oh, clutch our pearls. Oh, no. Jeez. Yeah, right? Well... Yeah. yeah, the um, uh, Illinois. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a, uh, I'm not a not a fan, but um, you know, they came in and got the split, so uh, hey, good for them. I, I would give credit here to to Alex Henry because, and this is just me. I kind of like the kid, um, but uh, you know, I figured after being down five to one in the first period, uh, either he would have yanked himself or uh, coach would have yanked him. But uh, to his yeah, credit, I mean, he stayed in and he fought. He played all three periods or four periods, if you count the overtime. Yeah. And uh, he battled back and gave UCO a chance, even though they got off to a terrible start on Saturday. He gave UCO a chance to win it or, or tie it or win it on, on Saturday. So kudos to him for uh, uh, sacking up and staying in that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just looking at I mean, really, he could have gone. He could have pulled himself. We've seen him do it before, right, at yep. Nationals. Yep. He was, I think when he gave up the sixth goal at Nationals, he was like, all right. I've I've had enough of this, see you boys, and, and packed it in. But yeah, good kudos for him for sticking in there and and fighting it out, and uh, really having a great second and third period, not letting anything yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, just shut it down. All right, so we got Grand Canyon uh, losing two to Arizona State. We have Illinois splitting at Central Oklahoma. The finale of the WCHL weekend was up there in Fort Collins. The, the greatest the set stallions. Of games. The Stallions of Western Michigan, play, who play in the Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League, uh, were visiting the uh, Colorado State Rams. They played two games at Epic, and boy, the last game was epic. Yes. Um, Let's just say they did not play like Stallions. <laughs> they, they, they played like geldings. Yeah. Um, the um, uh, Colorado State won on Friday night 3 to three to nothing. Um, basically scored a goal in each of the three periods, and Joe Morgan just uh, was Joe Morgan. Yeah, you know, he, he was solid. He was solid. What you have the score sheet there? What were the shots? The shots were insane. Uh, Forty-three twenty-eight for Colorado State. There you go. I mean, so almost, almost two to one. Almost two to one, and he stops what twenty-eight shots? Yep, he did. And then the next night, holy smokes! Here we go. <laughs> the next night was a ten to two. Just absolute drubbing by Colorado State over Western Michigan. So the Rams, um, it's their second to third games of the season. They played one game against Midland, brought that game to a shootout. It was a two-to-one loss in a shootout. But they they beat Western Michigan, who I believe is ranked number 20 in the nation. They beat them three-to-nothing the first night and then just absolutely throttled them 10-to-2 on Saturday. How about this? It was two-to-one after the first up there. The second period, Colorado State comes out on what looks like on the score sheet, just scored every power play goal possible and pumps in six goals in the second <laughs> period to go take an eight to one lead going into the third. And then they come back and bury two more goals in the third period. Yeah. And by then, the gong had been brought out of the locker room, yeah. was put at center ice, and Western Michigan hit it every chance they possibly could. I believe they had. A uh, five-minute major for a face mask. They had um, oh. three or four ten-minute misconducts assessed to their players. And then the coup de grace <laughs> with a minute four left to go in the third period. Their head coach gets up on the player's bench, wraps a <laughs> towel around the end of a hockey stick, and waves the white flag of surrender to the officials. And the officials probably chuck him out of the game. And on his way off the bench, he grabs... He, he does it in two parts, but he it was a thing of beauty. He grabs the Western Michigan uh, hockey sticks, the spares, and he tosses them all over the ice. And um, like I said, it took him two – he must have little arms. It took him uh, two, <laughs> two, loads. two tries to get all the hockey sticks as opposed yeah. to getting them all at once. And, uh, you know, something I've never seen before, but the Western Michigan guys were on the ice and they were tapping their sticks. They were applauding the fact that their coach was acting fool and uh, tossing something out on the ice. And uh, by then, the the officials had gotten together um, and basically just decided to run the clock the rest of the way down. 
and uh, you know ten, the game was over ten to two. Let's not have any more uh, yeah. idiocy and uh, get everybody back, you know, off the ice safely and you know back home to Kalamazoo or wherever it is that Western Michigan is. And wow, good for CSU to come away with two big W's. How about uh, yeah? So how about for the weekend? So just going through the score sheet here and. 14 power plays on Saturday and 16 power plays on Friday night. And if you look through, like looking through the score sheet, like head contact, and like you mentioned earlier, unsportsmanlike conduct, face mask, head contact again on Friday night. I'm looking here, holding, or not holding, kicking. Um, yeah. But ending, it's like you're looking at it and like, what were these guys thinking? Like, well, my 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 concern. Yeah, I, I don't have any inside information. I'm just guessing. Uh, knowing the, how the ACHA operates, is that um, the coach, at the very least, is heading towards a suspension uh, for his antics. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if the uh, team, if there's some of the guys on the team, get some supplemental uh, discipline, simply because. Yeah, um, yeah we're you're not. We're, we're here to play college club hockey and not get out there and, uh, and and goon it up and be knuckleheads, especially after you spent so much. That's the thing that really surprised me, Andrew, was they spent so much money to fly from wherever it is you fly out of in Kalamazoo. Yeah, to come out here and come out to Denver and drive all the way up to the fort and to basically, uh, you know, pull your pants down and show your butt to everybody. Right. Um, that's that's an awful lot of money to, you know, uh, to what do a waste. that. So, what a waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had, now, go ahead. I was just going to say real quick, just 158 penalty minutes in two games for Western nine, Michigan. Ninety, nine, I counted it up. 96 minutes in the second game alone. 96 in the second, and then what is it, 62 in the first Friday night game? Incredible. Yeah, that, Incredible. That's like, what in the world, guys? Come on. Now, I looked on their uh, – I looked on their on – their, uh, social media for Western Michigan, and I noticed that part of the team went up to Horsetooth Reservoir uh, on the Saturday during the day, which is a beautiful place just up in the uh, just directly west of Fort Collins. I mean, it's up there where the Big A is, and the Horse Teeth are for uh, it's where where Colorado State kind of gets its identity. And the reservoir is it's nice and cold this time of year, but it's uh, it's a beautiful place. And then I saw another part of their guys uh, went down to uh, the Rocky Mountain National Park and they were hanging out around Bear Lake, which is another just absolutely stunning place to go. If you've never been, you should go. However, it's also like, you know, two hours away. Yeah. So it was one way because you're, you know, it's, it's probably 20 miles as the crow flies, but because you're going up and down in elevation and through the mountains yeah. and valleys and whatever yeah, you want to call it. Not taking a straight shot, yeah. You're not taking a straight shot at all, and so those guys, uh, you know, they, they've and, and who knows? I mean, we aren't talking about Colorado, too. The state of Colorado that uh, you know has some. I know the liquor stores are open late at night uh, until hey, midnight, yeah. and I believe the dispensaries are as well. So uh, who knows if those guys, uh, yeah, got a little distracted? But it, really. That, I, 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 this is going to sound terrible, but I kind of hope that's the case as opposed to they just went out and were of just, clean minds and then decided to be idiots, but, uh, and hey, just whatever. like bing dongs, but yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. any, any way you look at it, we got the, uh, we got the white flag waving off a hockey stick to, to look <laughs> at forever. So I am a, I'm a big fan of that one. So I'm telling you, know, I, it's, it's not what we want to see in the ACHA, but man, I have, I was sent that video by about a half dozen people and I've sent that video to about another half dozen people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell you, it's, it's, it's pretty solid work. I've been, you know, I've been around a lot, a lot of professional hockey and college hockey and all that. And I can honestly say it's the first time I've seen a sweat towel being waved off the end of a hockey stick on top of a bench. <laughs> hey, uh, the, if anything, I would have penalized the coach because he did not get his money's worth um, had it had I been, I mean, he he did not go for the trifecta. He waved the towel of surrender. He tossed yes. the sticks. He should have walked directly across the ice and given it to the referees That's as right. he's walking off the ice. Get his money's worth, but instead he just meekly walked around the boards. Taken, yeah, yeah. He should have he should have walked across the ice and taken his sweet old time getting across there uh -huh. and, and really really made a delay of things and but, waited yeah. for waited for someone to come over and gently escort him to the door and then yeah. give it to whoever that poor person was and uh 
<laughs> Instead, he just walked off the bench and around the uh, end yeah. of the glass, and that was that. So, but but hey, for me being a non-ACHA guy that has nothing to do with the powers that be, I give that guy kudos for for the effort that he put in on that one. You know who That's, that was? That that was Chris Broussard. He played in the old Central Hockey League with uh, the Bossier oh, Shreveport yeah. Mudbugs. Oh yeah! As soon as I saw his name, I I recognized him right off the bat. Yeah, the guy could score like like he he was just lights out as a scoring machine yeah. for 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 the Mudbugs. He was kind of kind of an agitator too. Imagine that. <laughs> I, oh, I remember. Uh, I remember. Uh, I remember playing against Chris Broussard for seven years, and he, it was miserable because he was good. He was very good. Yeah. He also had a stint. Again, this is just for dummies uh, here in Oklahoma or that were in the old Central Hockey League, but he played for like the Fayetteville Force and the Macon Whoopie uh, before he found his, uh, 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 the place where he ended up uh, down in Shreveport, America. And geez, I even think he had a stint with uh, with Fonger once Dan Wildfong became the coach in Fort Worth at the Texas Brahmas. Yep. I think he played a few games for Fonger. So, yeah. Dan Dan Wildfong, my favorite guy in all the world. Oh God, nobody. Yes, I, I went to an all star. I went to a to a banquet. You'll love this. Here we are way off track, and we'll we'll get to it. <laughs> yes, we are. But I went to a I went to an all star event, a banquet. You know, one of those things where you know everybody gets together and starts drinking and you know hugging and telling stories and all that kind of jazz. And there was let's say thirty all stars. 29 of them were hanging around and the 29 did not want to hang around with one guy. And that one guy was Dan Wildfong. Oh, yes. Oh, oh poor Fonger. Oh, oh. so. And, and if anybody, if anybody out there knows him, like the only guy I've ever seen that truly has a square head. <laughs> like it's as wide as it is deep. I mean, it's a square head. It's, it's impressive. That and that smile. Holy crap. That, that joke. Yes. That, that, those teeth. Oh boy! Uh, you know his his uh, stepson uh, played at Arkansas for a couple of years, Jacob Brown. So uh, ah, very nice. Yeah. So there we go. So that. that's me trying to tie it back here to the WCHL. So. Uh, yeah. Nice job. So, nice thank job. You, thank you. Thank you. So hey, uh, five uh, five wins out of six games for the WCHL. So that's not bad. Um, not bad at all. All right. Let's wind this up. Let's hear the Caddyshack horn, and then let's get to the news of the week. The stunning news that happened after all of that happened. We we just thought it was going to be a lazy weekend but holy smoke hold on here's the caddyshack horn all right andrew boy the stunning news came out after all those games it did it did i was uh when i got the phone call i was sitting down in the living room and i'm glad i was because i would have probably fallen over with disbelief and shock at what i'd heard well, the news is that uh, longtime University of Central Oklahoma hockey coach Craig McAllister resigned. His position as the head hockey coach effective immediately. He was stepping down for health reasons. Um, and uh, Michael Rivera, a current assistant coach, is taking over. He'll be the interim head coach uh, for the remainder of the season. And, uh, you know, Craig, who is a two-time national champion, a two-time uh, ACHA coach, Division One coach of the year, and he started uh, two hockey programs here in the Oklahoma City area. He was uh, instrumental in starting up the uh, University of Oklahoma hockey program, along with a couple of other folks. And then when he left there, um, he immediately turned around and went up to Edmond and started up that program. And that program has uh, uh, had just tremendous success. Um, you know, they've. Uh, They've, they've, you know, Craig has, uh, he's got two rings to show for it. And, um, you know, he showed those, he, he stuck it in the face of the guys at Oklahoma, um, who, who he left and he showed them that he knew exactly what he was doing and he built themselves a, uh, a hell of a program up there at Edmond, but he's having to step down due to health issues. He's got, uh, uh, some heart stuff going on. And if you've ever seen Craig or been uh, at, at one of the UCO games, um, he is, he is intense when he coaches. And um, so having uh, heart issues and uh, being intense, all, whether it's on the ice during practice or whether it's on the bench during games, it, that's not a good combination. So he's going to have to step aside to focus on his health. And, um, yeah, so we, we – and, 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 and the, the prognosis is very good. 
Uh, so don't, you know, there's, there's nothing, um, it's it, what he has is a very common thing. And, um, you know, there's a, he's got a lot of tests and a lot of procedures or he's got a lot of tests, I should say, and a procedure in his future. And once that's done, everything should be back to, uh, as healthy as he can be under the circumstances and the heart issue will be under control. But, uh, and, you know, you, you can't do that and coach at the same time. And so yeah, he's made the decision to, uh, yeah, yeah. Step down. And, and it's, the, the stunning thing is when you think of, I, I tell this to anybody, especially folks that are starting up teams, when you look at the top 10, top 15, top 20 programs in the ECHA, you can look at the name and you can associate that with an adult. You know, Wade Regeer at Minot State, yeah. he runs that program. Um, you know, uh, what's another one? Uh, Stony Brook, Chris Garofalo. He's yeah. the guy that runs their program. Uh, you look at Lindenwood, Rick Zombo. Well, Craig McAllister and UCO were synonymous. And for those of us who knew him and are, you know, around here in the Oklahoma area, it's not just Craig, but it's Craig and his family. Uh, Eva, uh, his wife, ran the, uh, you know, she did all the, a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of, uh, and I'm sure she still will to a, to a certain degree, but, you know, heck, she did menial things like sewing patches on and doing laundry yeah. and, a lot of she them. ran the. She was at the door. She was counting people at the door. A lot of, uh, of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't see, right? Damn right. And uh, and and I know that there are two boys, uh, three boys, uh, Wes and um, Wes McAllister, uh, helped run the golf tournament up there for UCO. Yeah. And uh, Ray and, right. and Keith would come and help and assist in game day operations. Uh, you know and. Um, so it's, this was, it was truly a family affair and it was, that's why it was just such a, a shocking thing. It kind of came out of the blue. So I wish, um, you know, I, obviously we, we send nothing but our, our, our best wishes and our, you know, it's trite to say your thoughts and your prayers, but, um, I hope that Craig gets his, um, gets the health back together and I look forward to seeing him at the rink and, uh, Instead of having him yell at the referees, maybe he'll sit and, you know, uh, yell at me or <laughs> ask, he'll make a fool out of me by asking me what's going on in the ice. Cause the guy can coach and he's, yeah. he can prove it. So yeah. good, and just a all around good guy. And it's a, and you know, it's a, it's a close knit group around here in Oklahoma city. Um, for the ones that aren't around here, it's, you know, even though OU and UCO were bitter rivals and all that back and forth, anytime something like this comes up, you hate to hear it and, and you hate to see it. And, uh, you know, I wish me personally, I wish all the best for Craig and his health moving forward. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get to see him around the hockey rinks and he's still, you know, still a visual part of some stuff around here. So, yep. he, you know, we, we, we butted heads for a while. He, he was the one, he was the guy who's, or one of the guys who was responsible for dragging me into this whole business, helping out with the OU hockey program many, 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 many moons ago. And then, um, he left and, um, you know, that was, that was not very pleasant. And so we were sideways and, um, for a little while, but then I, you know, time heals all stuff. And Craig is, uh, he's a very good guy. And I think he, I hope he realized I'm, you know, uh, a pretty decent kind of guy. So, uh, uh, yeah, I know that's probably a lot to uh, hope for. Right. Yeah. But you know, we, <laughs> we, we, it got to the point where, you know, I considered him, we, we would not have a WCHL without Craig McAllister. Let's just put it like that. Right. He, yeah. um, for the longest time, Oklahoma and central Oklahoma put in, uh, joint petitions to, um, uh, or joint applications, if you will, to join the central States hockey league. And after about the third or fourth time of getting rejected by those guys, we just looked at one another and said, okay, we get it. And we created this thing, the Western Collegiate Hockey League. And, you know, I, I'm the commissioner, but I leaned heavily on Craig for his advice and his counsel. And, um, uh, and, th and that was that was true when we started this thing. And that was true, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's still true today, even though he's no longer the coach, uh, the head coach at UCO. I, you know, respect the hell out of him. Um, he's always got a – he has a different perspective than I do. Uh, but he, he also gets it in terms of it's not just a coach who's looking at out for his one program. He, he is looking out for his program, but he's also, he gets the, the bigger picture and that's what I appreciated yeah, about him. Yeah. 
what's what's best for the whole and what's best for my program also yeah and he's with him being around he had a lot of uh experience and he you know he called a lot of uh you know, I'd, I'd throw some stuff by him and he would tell me, eh, you know, yay or nay. And, uh, you know, he'd say, look for this and look for that. And sure enough, you know, this or that would happen. And I'd go back and say, man, you were right. So, uh, yeah, just a, just a complete, um, uh, shocker, you know, and, uh, proof once again, that we're all getting old and that, <laughs> yes, we are in that life is very, very short and life is very, very precious. And, um, uh, I wish nothing but uh, uh i hope i hope craig uh you know i i know he'll get his uh, health in order and um i just hope to see uh i hope to see my friend around the rink again up there at uco right. and um you know now he can needle now he can now you know before he's he's the coach and kind of had to be politically correct um, but now, <laughs> now he doesn't have to be, so <laughs> he, he can, he can, he can just let loose hopefully and, uh, and relax yeah. and, uh, um, you know, tell us how he truly feels as opposed to just being politically, uh, straight yeah, down the would, middle. It would be, it would be interesting to get his thoughts on a few things coming up here in the future, right? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's that Andrew, you've never been down to the meetings in Naples, but we always have, um, about 40 folks show up for the division one breakout meetings, which is where really all the heavy lifting gets done for men's division one and Craig and, um, a couple of guys who have been around for a long time would always sit kind of in the back of the room. And it was Mike Fox from Navy and Joe Augustine from Rhode Island and a couple of other guys. And they would, you know, get all the young guys sitting up in the front of the room and, um, or, or some of the loud mouths like, myself and uh, <laughs> all the smart old fellows are sitting there in the back and you know when they they didn't say an awful lot especially to the room uh they talked mostly amongst themselves but when they did speak up everybody listened and um uh so i, I i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss that michael rivera is gonna be the like i said the interim head coach michael is the uh national champion mvp from i believe it was the very first season as I say, it should have been the first championship, right? I think it was. It could have been the second one. Um, uh, but regardless, all I know is he has a big ring. I first got introduced to Michael uh, in his post-playing career when he listened to this podcast. And then <laughs> uh, he, I was walking around the rink and uh, he was there, not as in any capacity other than a former player. And he asked me if I wanted to take a look at that big ring and uh, maybe kiss it. And, you know, he was really giving <laughs> it to me and. Uh, Michael and I spoke earlier today and I said, just don't ask me to kiss that damn ring ever again. And he, he goes, our, our relationship has changed since then, Mr. Perry. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he has, he has a good little pedigree behind him. I think he'll be, I think Craig has left the team in good hands with Michael and, uh, or I say coach Rivera now at this point. And, uh, you know, he had a good little playing career in the Western States league down in El Paso. And like you just mentioned, he had a good, good playing career at UCO. So I think, uh, I think Coach McAllister has left the program in, in capable hands for the rest of the season here. It's just hard to believe that he's left. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that, that was the stunner, you know. But, uh, hey, at least he left on his terms. And, um, uh, again, let's hope uh, that Craig, both Craig and Eva, um, are, uh, you know, get get you know get Craig and his health taken care of. And I look forward to seeing both of them at the rink and, I look forward to being called a few names by Eva and, um, right. you know, laughing and cracking jokes again with Craig as we watch, uh, you know, some big games up there at the Bronco barn. So there's some big ones coming up. That's for sure. That's for sure. Wow. All right. Well, Hey, let's, um, you know what, let's Andrew, we, we need, we've got some stuff to get to here. Let's get to uh let's hear a little yeah. chance, the rapper, and then we're going to come right back and deal with Andrew yeah. and all of his fun stuff. So hold on. Here's chance. Yeah. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Alrighty there, Andrew. Uh, let's do that hockey. Yeah. We, it's time for our weekly segment, Andrew's Ooh. Three Stars of the Week. And Andrew, we're going to go in reverse order. So star number three for Andrew's Three Stars of the Week from the WCHL. You only had three teams to pick from, so this should be pretty good. It is pretty good. The, uh, a lot of thought and effort went into this. My mm -hmm. third... 
Yeah. yeah, it's all I did at work today was work on this. So <laughs> oh, don't don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, uh, he, he doesn't listen, so I'm not worried about it. The, uh, <laughs> I'd have I'd have to pull it up for him for in order for him to listen and, oh, and then explain it I to think, him. And then I think I'm smart enough to just fast forward over this part, so I'm good. <laughs> well, the, that uh, guy sure can talk. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So, number three. Number three, Arizona State. I'm going with Andrew Husted. He had three goals along with three assists for six points on the weekend. Wow, very nice. Very nice for him. Six so, points out of the eleven out of the eleven that they scored. That's uh, eleven, he, 11 goals. He, nice. He, he played a big part in the weekend. So my second star of the weekend is from Colorado State, and I am going with Michael Warner. Really, and he. He had four goals and two assists for six points on the weekend as well. Wow. Michael yeah, Warner. So, huh. Yeah, so kudos, so kudos to him. And then the big awaited first star of the week. <laughs> I am also going back to Colorado State, and I'm going with the goaltender, Joseph Morgan. How about this? One shutout, two goals against in the second game, and he made 52 saves on the weekend. So... <laughs> Joseph Morgan, the number one star of the week here. Oh, Colorado State, Colorado State, Arizona State. I like it. So Morgan, Warner, and Husted. So how about this? So Joseph Morgan is leading the WCHL goaltenders right now in goals against and in save percentage. So he had a big weekend. Good for him. He well, he's a good he's a good goaltender up there, and and his coach Joel Weeks up there, at Colorado State. He's a goaltending coach who has been uh, working with Morgan now for a couple of years, but even before Joel took over the head coaching duties at CSU. So, wow. Yeah. So big, big weekend for Joseph. So kudos <laughs> to him. Good. All right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I do have an honorable mention. Let me. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I thought you were going to say me, but uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, no. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so Kowalchuk or from Arizona State. <laughs> okay. So he had three goals and two assists on the weekend for five points. So that was he was just right there outside the door creaking in. So let's give him an honorable mention. All right. So Zach Kowalchuk. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I don't have any honorable mentions other than the uh, camera guy for uh, Colorado State for keeping the camera. On the uh, on the Western Michigan coaches, he was uh, uh, I was gonna say, banging I mean, the gong and not laughing it up. No, and you know he's not a part of the Western Collegiate League, but I think we have to give an honorable mention to Coach Broussard from Western Michigan for his uh, just glorious flag waving in the third period there. So right. let's give him an honorable mention also. All right, all right, all right. Calm down. <laughs> hey, we had some we had, we had some rankings uh, come out last Wednesday, and um, as predicted, uh, we just had a little bit of a change. Uh, five of the seven WCHL teams are in the ACHA top 25. Remember, these are the coaches' rankings, so it's well, there's a whole lot of bias in there. You know, the game results aren't, uh, aren't in there. But UCO stayed at number eight. Arizona dropped a spot from, I think they were 10 to 11. Um, Oklahoma moved up a spot from 15 to 14. Um, Missouri State dropped two spots from 14 down to 16. Um, Arizona Arizona State stayed right where they are at 24. Colorado dropped out of the top 25. They were 25 the week before. Now they're just out. And then Colorado State dropped out, or they weren't in. So they were both in the uh, others receiving votes. So we had UCO 8, U of A 11, Oklahoma 14, most state was 16, and ASU was 24 with uh, the both Colorado schools outside receiving votes, but not in the top 25. And the, and the biggest. Yep. Well, go ahead. No, I was going to go. You, you, you take this. The biggest. The biggest farce of that whole thing is Arizona State being outside the top 20. Yeah. Well, I mean. Now there's now I'm I'm just going to tell you Andrew okay there is a certain wizard all hat no cape who plays with numbers and rankings and all that kind of stuff he took great offense I got a uh, I got a couple of messages um, <clears throat> uh, via electronic means 
he took great offense that we were giving a little too much love to the Sun Devils. Now, I have to say, in uh, you know, just for context purposes, this wizard used to live in Tucson, so he might be slight bias, tad biased. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it might just be that any praise that gets heaped on the Sun Devils is just too much praise in his mind, but. Um, I was accused of uh, cheating on my wife uh, with all the love that I was showing to Arizona State in a recent podcast. And um, so, yeah, I, I just I, I want to lay that out there before you start gushing praise, because I would really hate for you to get wow. any similar wow. uh, accusations I mean, levied against you. I mean, I mean, hey, let's let's take this to another level here. I think he had, last time we were all together, didn't he have the opportunity to buy us milkshakes at a Whataburger and he decided not to do that? So <laughs> that kind of tells you what kind of guy it is right there, right? <laughs> oh boy, you're, you're just going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. That's right. Uh, the wizard, all hat, no cape. Um, I, what do you expect for the rankings to be uh, this upcoming week? Where do you, I, I know that you just said you want Arizona State to be in the top 20. Where do you expect the coaches to put everybody? Oh, you know what? I don't see a whole lot of changing going on here. A lot of with the games this weekend. So I don't think it's like we discussed last week. You see a lot of teams fall real quick, but it takes a long time for teams to climb up in the focus polls. So yeah, I probably yeah. don't see much change really. It, Nothing. If, if there's any, yeah, if there's any change, I see that CSU Colorado state might jump up there at 25, but um uh, just from that 10 to 2 blowout win of Western Michigan. Yeah. You know, co coaches tend to have a recency bias. Um, they'll, um, uh, I, I think they'll, I think they'll keep everybody kind of right where they are. Yeah. You know, Illinois and UCO were 8 9 and they split. So I think they're going to keep them right where they are. U of A didn't play. Most state didn't play. Oklahoma didn't play. So, yeah. I, I think see. everyone's going to stick around where yeah, they yeah. are. I don't, I don't see much change. Nothing to, nothing to write home about, right? I believe it. I believe it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Hey, we got a couple of uh, this, you know, this past weekend was kind of light on the WCHL schedule, but man, yeah. not this upcoming weekend. All seven teams are in action. Um, and it starts down here at your rank, actually, Andrew. Get your pom-poms out. Oh, oh. The Missouri State Ice Bears uh, start up WCHL uh, action in Oklahoma. They've already played two games with Colorado, split with Colorado. Um, but so Mo State comes down on Thursday to play Oklahoma. Then they head up to Edmond to take on Mike Rivera and his Broncos at uh, UCO on Friday and Saturday. So uh, what do you say there, big man? You got some uh, predictions for us? You know what? On the on the Thursday night, OU Missouri State. Yeah. Uh, these teams always play tight. So I am – I you know, I pondered it quite a while, but – I, I went back to my means of I wouldn't be a true homer if I in a close battle if I didn't take my Sooners, right? OU, Andrew predicts OU. I, I, I had already written that in pen. Right. <laughs> yeah. So right. what about uh, Missouri State at UCO? And remembering this is Jeremy Law, old season Jeremy Law, who's uh, – I don't mean to say old like old. I mean like he's been there now, what, three years? Yeah. <laughs> and um, – against newcomer Michael Rivera, baptism by fire, going against the grizzled veteran. The uh, Missouri State tough team like we like we just mentioned. I I went Missouri State on this one only because I don't know what to expect out of UCO. Are they going to come out of the gate firing, ready to conquer the world for the new coach? Or are things going to be not in disarray, but you know, a little bit, a little bit hectic to to get things started with the with the new head coach. So still in shock. Yeah, still still a little shock value. So I went Missouri State just for that simple fact that I didn't didn't know what we were going to see out of UCO. Friday night or both nights? Uh, just Friday night. I on Saturday night I have UCO taking the split. Ooh, okay. So there we go. All right. So Andrew's predictions are Oklahoma will beat Missouri State Thursday. Most State will beat Central on Saturday, uh, Friday, and UCO will beat Most State on Saturday. Interesting. All right, and then uh, we have – so th that's just one uh, portion. Remember, we had Arkansas who bailed on us over the summer. 
Um, so they would have been down here as Missouri State's travel partner, but they're not. So that's why Oklahoma's only playing one game. UCO's only playing two. However, the rest of the WCHL is still intact. There Colorado's cool. are going out to Arizona's. So that should be a fun time. On Thursday, CSU is at Tempe at Oceanside Ice to take on Arizona State. And down in Tucson in the Dirty T, the Colorado Buffs are playing U of A in U of A's home opener at the Tucson Convention Center. So give us your Thursday night prediction, CSU at ASU, CU at U of A. I am taking Arizona State over Colorado State on, oh. Thursday, on Thursday night. The, yeah. uh, I think it'll be a good goaltending battle if Bronson Moore's in net and Joseph Morgan for Colorado State. But I think Arizona State is a little deeper, has a little bit more talent. So I think they'll sneak it out on Thursday against those guys. After all the love you just showed CSU and then with the with your stars of the week, and here you are predicting they're gonna just not win. What a what a what a how disappointing, Andrew. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Colorado with Arizona. Sock it to us, buddy. I'm going Arizona on this one. Really? Okay. I'm going there. So I don't know. So they've played better. Colorado has last weekend. You know, it's taking the split with Missouri State, but you know, Arizona, they're a, they're a good hockey team, and I think they're going to be ready. And they're home, and they have and ice. Home. Yeah. Home opener, so excited. They're going to be wanting to show up. And so I think uh, I predict Arizona is going to take the Thursday night game. All right. Well, as we do in the WCHL, both teams uh, switch opponents for the next two games. Colorado State drives down I-10, and they'll take on U of A at the TCC. Do you like all those acronyms we just threw out there? Yeah, CSU, TCC, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just alphabet soup. I like that. Colorado State at Arizona at the Tucson Convention Center on Friday and Saturday. And then Colorado will head up to Oceanside to take on the Arizona State Sun Devils on Friday and Saturday. Now, here's the thing, Andrew. Well, let's focus first on Colorado State at Arizona. Those games are both of those games on Friday and Saturday are played at one in the afternoon because of a building conflict with the Tucson Roadrunners. So yep. Arizona plays um, on uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon, Friday and Saturday. Really early, really early, which means it will be it may be lightly attended. So, you know what I. So I think they, sp- I think Colorado State and Arizona split on the weekend. Okay. So you take your pick whether Colorado State gets the win on Friday or if uh, they get the win on Saturday. Well, they're your but predictions, I'm, not mine. So I don't know. I'm thinking U of A on Friday, and I'm thinking CSU on Saturday. Ooh, all right. I'm I'm just concerned about the atmosphere. I I know it's fun to play in a big rink and in a big arena. I also just know that it can be deader than dead. I don't yeah. Saturday. I I I expect that uh, they're going to have a, a more of a better crowd because you know school won't be in. It's the weekend, all that kind of stuff, and they've got some great promotions going on down there at U of A uh, to get some people in there. But Friday afternoon, ooh, that's going to be a tough sell. Yeah, that's a tough sell right there. All right, and then uh, the the nightcap both nights up there, and uh, what what that means, Andrew, is we get to watch some afternoon hockey. We're gonna have to play hooky on Friday to watch some uh, afternoon hockey there. I can I can arrange that. <laughs> yeah, don't tell your boss. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, Colorado at Arizona State for two nights, Friday and Saturday. Tell us what you think's gonna happen there. The Buffs at the Sun Devils. I am taking Arizona State on Friday. Yeah, and I am taking. Arizona State on Saturday. Ooh, so you're going to say the Buffs are going to go O for the desert. You know, I it's a tough call. I, I'm kind of scratching my head <laughs> thinking about it, but you know what? I'm I'm taking Arizona State on this one. All right, all right, all right. Well, hey, who knows? Maybe you'll, you know, we have we have maybe eleven. I, we joke around that we only have eleven listeners, but we might have twelve or thirteen. And I think some of them yeah. might be in Boulder, so this could be what they need to uh, get motivated. Maybe they'll listen to this uh, this terrible segment of our um, suboptimal, mediocre podcast, and they'll say, you know, that clown over there at Oklahoma, the, the guy <laughs> that's always shaking his pom poms, he said that we're no good, and we're not going to win any of the three games. So why even go to the desert and? Uh, Maybe that'll be their rallying cry, and yeah. um, they'll actually kick some ass over the weekend. You know, if they if they play like they did uh, against Missouri State, where they 
almost won on Friday night, and then they won on Saturday. Yep. I think they'll be all right. I think they can win some games if they, you know, if they show up and it's the team that played Minot. You know, I think it's going to be a long three days for those guys. So, <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. So Andrew says Oklahoma over Missouri State on Thursday, Arizona State over CSU on Thursday, U of A over Colorado on Thursday. Then for Saturday, he says Mo State over UCO, U of A over uh, CSU, and ASU over CU. And then on Saturday, to finish it up, UCO beats Missouri State, again, in the world of Andrew. Colorado State beats Arizona, and Arizona State completes their uh, three-game sweep by beating Colorado on Saturday. So there we go. Andrew, we're going to revisit this, maybe, if I remember where I wrote all this stuff down. Uh, we'll revisit this <laughs> next week and just see how smart you really are. I'm, I have a pretty, there you go. You know, you might be going nine and oh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, you never know. You never know. All right. Hey, and I got, uh, yeah. and I found, and I found some other cool stuff. And how about a couple of players to watch for the weekend? Do it for our listeners. See if they, see if they listen to us. <laughs> so, so to start things off here, Brendan Studioso from Arizona state, he is on a six game point streak totaling nine points through those six games. Wow. Also at Arizona State, Adam Havner has a four-game point streak going on, accumulating five points. Yeah. And Josh Bell from Missouri State also has a four-game point streak, accumulating seven points over those four games. Wow. So there's you a couple of players to watch for the weekend coming up. Wow. Havner is what, number nine, I think, for ASU? Um, I believe so, yeah. Uh, Studioso, six. And then uh, Josh Bell is 16 uh, for most eight. So, man, Josh Bell is a heck of a player when he's in. So He is good. He's yeah. good. So, all right. So there's our listeners, some players to watch if they do, want do to. Do you want to tell everybody how you found all that nifty information? Hey, awesome stat keeping. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, I'll, it wasn't through the ACHA website. That's for darn sure, right? No, it wasn't. No, nope, it wasn't through the ACA website. I've done that. Yeah, you know, I get I get hit up. Why the the, the source of the information is all the same, but um, you know, we when we put the score sheets in, all the information from a score sheet. But boy, depending on what platform you're on, you get three different, three or four different iterations of the same uh, uh, data. You, yes, whether you you're on the ACHA website or whether you get to it through Point Streak or whether you're on a, a, a team a website through Point Streak. Um, or, or if you're on like a, a site like Elite Prospects or Hockey DB, where you're just looking for you know pure stats, it's just insane. Yeah. You're only putting in the score sheet the results of the game once, but boy, depending on where you go, you get just different. Very, you well, know, you, you can get power play information off of one site, but uh, it's not on the not on the other site. It's uh, it's just crazy all the different iterations. Well, I tell you what, I will. I'm going to keep going back to my same source here and so i will have some friendly little tidbits throughout the next few podcasts how about that <laughs> promise promise i, prom- I promise <laughs> well here, here I've, let, let me vent a little bit because we've gotten on the topic of score sheets and andrew i don't know how you feel about this but i know how i feel hmm. if i had if i were king for a day in the world of hockey i would eliminate guys wearing high numbers that don't that aren't named Gretzky or Lemieux you mean you shouldn't have a 98 and an 89 and an 88 and a 71 or an 86 or a (laughs) 72 or a 79 yeah I mean defensemen should be wearing single numbers forwards should be wearing uh anywhere in the uh, teens and the 20s goalies should be wearing uh either 1 30 31 33 or 35 and unless you are just an absolute freaking superstar, you should not have a 77, an 88, a 99, a 66. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I There was one score sheet that I had to put in over the weekend. And Andrew, it literally went like 3, 6, 9, 72, 73, 79, 80, 82. And I'm thinking to myself, who are these kids? Yeah. And, you know. What you know, I I just it just annoys the ever loving heck out of me. I realize I'm old and I'm grumpy and I'm a grouch, but <laughs> oh man, it just really it just burns me. If I were king for a day, that's what I would do. 
You know, I mean, if, among uh, other things. <laughs> I, uh, I'm kind of the mindset, and yeah, you have to use these jerseys for numerous seasons and all that. So, you know, I think, I think your players playing out should be two through 28. And then your goalies, like you said, one and 29, 30, 31, 35, whatever they want to be. Because yep. it's not too often you're going to run into a kid that wants to wear a number 76 after after little Johnny got through wearing it, right? I just, you know, now, you know, I, I, I get it. If there's a one-off, you know, if you're, or if there's a retired number, you know, Ray Bork up in Boston, he couldn't wear number seven because Phil Esposito wore it. Um, so he wore number 77. I mean, I, I kind of get that, but you know, there's nobody in the ACHA that's Ray Bork or Phil Esposito. So right, right. you're number seven and leave number 77 alone. That's right. Uh, anyway, it's okay. So there we go. I mean, you know, I've been thinking about that now for like weeks <laughs> and, and every time I get off the podcast, I'm like, oh, I forgot that. Yeah. So I actually wrote it down this time. Feels good to get it off your chest, huh? No, not really, because I'm going to have to deal with it in about two days <laughs> when all these stupid score sheets start coming back to me, and I still see a 86 or 89, and I'm like, ah. 91, 61, 44. How about that? For, yeah. 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 I mean, come on. You know, I'm not trying to call people out or anything. I mean, because th- those guys are hell of a players. You know, you look at your 88, your little pom-pom shaker there. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know. Illinois. I can tell you the University of Illinois has it figured out. They're on my plan. Mm-hmm. The highest number they have is number 30, and it's a goalie. That's the way it should be. And that there, they're one, literally one through 30, those guys. The way it should be. Oh, all right. So my, the second thing that, that, that is my pet peeve of the week or pet peeve of, uh, of recent times, it's idiots that do not know how a four-way stop operates. Oh, that's the most frustrating thing. Oh. I can't, I, I, it happened to me on the way to my office today and on the way home. Now I realize people out there listening are probably going to go in, eh, well, that's Oklahoma. You know, they're not used to yeah. having to stop at all. Yeah. Of course, buggy in the whole nine yards. Yeah. Out. Country bumpkins, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, nothing irritates me more than people that just pull up. We've been sitting there already waiting our turn and they just kind of blow right on through or they almost T-bone you because they can't wait their turn. <laughs> oh, I, you know, there was a comedian years and years and years ago and he was pretty funny. I mean, it was the original Gallagher and he had an idea that just stuck with me. And it was, he would, when you own a car, when you got your driver's license, you got a dart gun with the little stickers on it. Right. And every time you saw somebody do something stupid, you can shoot that dart gun at somebody's <laughs> car door. And it would say, there would be a flag on the end of the dart that said dummy. And so you knew if you were driving down the road and you saw somebody with a bunch of, you know, dummy flags on the side of their car that they're not a very good driver, stay away. Stay away. And I, I, I mean, I just wish like heck that that would come. If I were king for a day, I would hand everybody a, one of those dummy dart guns for uh, so we could, <laughs> so we could start laying out some justice in the world of uh, four-way stops. Holy. And I'm, oh. And I'm guessing your four-way stops probably not too far from my neighborhood, huh? Well, there are some that are in your neighborhood. There are some that are close. You know, I, I drive country roads. I, I stay off the interstate for the most part. Um, I drive back country roads to my office. Um, uh, you know, so it's, but yeah, they're, they're close. You know, you, they're close. It's not exactly there, but it's close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's not just one in particular, although the one at 149th and Penn is the worst. Um, but boy, it's just any four-way stop. It's and, and you know who the main offenders usually are? It's guys with uh, small winkies and gigantic pickup trucks. Hey, you know, yeah, I was, I was going to say that before you said that. Yeah, the, yeah. the inferiority <laughs> complex, and so they're making up for their deficiencies elsewhere by having extra tires <laughs> and. You know, uh, it's just insane. So, okay. Uh, That's good. Yeah. All right. What's number three here? (laughs) How do you know I had a third? (laughs) Uh, It's uh, people, and this is just me in general, not aiming this at anybody in particular. People that tend to overpromise and underdeliver. And in the world of hockey, there's more of those people there uh, that are a proportionate uh, to the general population than anywhere else, in my opinion. There's a lot of people that say, yeah, I can do that. And they don't do that. There are a lot of people that say, yeah, we can get this done. And they never get it done. 
And you know this, Andrew, and I know this because you and I are the poor monkeys that have to get it done when other idiots that overpromise and underdeliver can't get it done. We are the worker bees. Oh, the mules. Yep. So that's just me. And I'm not throwing any stones out there at any particular people or any particular other organizations. But, um, you know, folks that overpromise and underdeliver, yeah, I don't got a whole lot of time for them. So. So, there you go. There you go. I don't feel any better. I, I mean, I'm just going to have to go dive into a face full of ice cream or something to uh, make myself feel a little <laughs> bit. But uh, yeah, my 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 heart rate's. Uh, I'm not going to have to uh, you know, step down or anything just yet. My heart rate's not like, you know up there. I haven't you know done anything there. So, but, oh. hey, how about this? Although you're, it can make you feel me up. I don't know. It can it can make you feel better because I think. For our poor listeners, we have stumbled into a new segment of our podcast. We're going to call it "In Your The Three Steps of In Your Corner with Chris Perry. <laughs> if Chris were king for a day. So, hey, you, you know what? I got a fourth. If, I got a fourth. Oh, we got a three. Yeah, no, it's gossip people. Gossip. Uh, I, 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 I thought that was going to be your third one. No, well, let's just add that as the fourth. People that talk a lot of smack and uh, you know they they whisper about you, but uh, they don't. They don't. Uh, there, there's a lot of that going on here recently, and it's uh, it's very annoying. And so, uh, uh, and, and 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 I say that just that's an overall experience. If, you know, if you got something to say, say it to my face. Otherwise don't say it to anybody at all. And it's not about me or about you or about anybody else. It's just in general, if you got, I, I, I really, I, I'm not going to say hate because that's a bad word, but it just annoys the ever loving snot out of me when yes. people, you know, whisper about somebody else, focus on your own program. Don't focus on somebody else's program. Because most of the most of the time, your whispers aren't even founded and aren't even true, right? Nope. And then it turns yeah. out when you go, you know, you get somebody like me who sits there and goes, "Well, that's bunk." Yep. And I go right to the source and I say, "Hey, so and so is saying this about you," and they're like, "What? No, that's not." Uh, yeah. How about this? I, I had I had a couple of uh, at the end of last semester, a program in uh, in within the WCHL was uh, going to fire their coach. And um, was going to leave the ACHA, or at least ACHA Division One. I. I got right on the horn and went right to the source, and nope, nothing to that. And I'm like, okay, so I know that's sort yep. of full of crap. So, yep, yep, no, I, I like it. Yeah. So, so, uh, so everybody, look forward to next week. Um, yep. If I were a king for the day by Chris Perry, we will have that new segment to finish up the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I've got it off. I've vented my spleen. I've bled all over the place. I'm done. So unless maybe maybe, yeah, unless, maybe we can call it the soapbox rally, maybe something like that. <laughs> the soapbox rally. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, hey, um, I'm looking forward to uh not watching any hockey this upcoming weekend because I will be up in the 970. So uh they're getting out of town just in time for me to get into town. Uh so that will be nice. Um uh, I'll go have fun at Bojo's and Big Al's and have a um, have some have some good. Uh, you know, Andrew, they've got some great microbreweries up there in Fort Collins. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. You know, New Belgians up in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a few of them. So uh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And I, I, I distinctly remember getting a picture of, of a unnamed person standing in the middle of new Belgian brewery up there in Colorado and <laughs> sent directly on my cell phone. Yep. I wonder who that was. Yeah. I don't know who would do something like that, but what a ding dong move. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was my first trip up there to, uh, to, to Colorado state. And I did not have any of my family with me. I needed to kill some time. And I went on the, uh, uh brewery tour up there at new Belgium. And it was so good, I went on it again. And it was so and good. It, and then I went on it again. <laughs> and I and I think you went, and I think that was the trip you told me. Didn't you go on like a knitting tour or something like that also? A knitting a, tour. Oh. A tea, a tea tour or something like well, that? In, was, in subsequent visits up there, yes. I've, I have been to the Celestial Seasonings um, <laughs> Tea Factory, yes. And I have been in the mint room, and I have been in the um, the spice room, Yes. You you should go. You would enjoy it. That's pretty good. 
And I think you, and I think in that tea tour, didn't they ask you how they washed off the tea leaves? And I believe your response was you hosed them down with, with, with water. And they said, no, because you do that and it makes tea, you dummy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll go back to Oklahoma now. <laughs> Andrew, I am here to tell you, this is just me. The microbrewery tour. It's not even a microbrewery. The brewery tour, much better than the tea tour. The free, the free samples given out on the brewery tour, much better than the free samples given out on the tea tour. I would, I would tend to uh, not disagree with that. And uh, I haven't even been. Proof, proof positive is from the fact that I went on the tea tour once and I did the brewery tour three times in the same day. Uh, and I didn't even realize it. There we go. I had to wave the white flag of surrender. So yeah, got my hockey stick out and waved my white flag. You <laughs> see, we're tying it all back in. Yeah, it all ties together at some all point. All right. Well, I think we've jibber jabbered on long enough for all these folks that were kind enough to listen. Appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to uh, listen to us. Um, appreciate your support of the ACHA and of the uh, WCHO. We look forward to seeing you at a rink. Uh, Andrew will see you at a rink on uh, Thursday if you're in Missouri State or Oklahoma. I won't because I'll be um, somewhere uh, fighting. I think I'm going to leg wrestle a bear or something this weekend um, <laughs> when I go to uh, the mountains. Uh, but I'll be watching some games late at night. Uh, and so that should be fun. We appreciate um, uh, everyone. Who, you know, following us on Twitter at uh, Western CHL or uh, just checking out the, uh, the the website at westernchl.com. This is going to be a big weekend. It's going to have one, two, three, four, five, 27 points up for grabs. I like yeah, it. Yeah, so it could be could be fun. And uh, last, we just want to reiterate uh, our, our our thoughts, our wishes, our our hopes, whatever how whatever good vibes and juju we can send toward uh, uh, the McAllister family coach and uh, his wife and the rest of their family um you know just know that we're we're thinking of you we're still a little bit in shock probably no more so than he is um but um uh, we just want you to get well so i he doesn't listen yeah. i know he doesn't listen to this but um <laughs> i still gotta say it so i you know take care of yourself and uh, we hope to see you at the rink soon all That's right, right andrew That's get right. us the heck out yeah. of here Hey, and I was going to say, if you're traveling down with Missouri State on Thursday night, I'll be at the rink doing the PA and music. So swing by and hit me up. I'd love to meet you. <laughs> and I would. And no matter what he says, I'd like to meet you. So, the, uh, And for all the teams traveling around, safe travels. And everybody that's around, be safe. Have a good week. And we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>